A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. After teasing us last week that they might break up the group, looks like we're all back on the same page again. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, God, I can't give a... Because also on this episode, they tease that they might break up Imperium. I can't. I... And I'm not doing both of them. <laughs> the second they give me, a, if, they, if they tease Alpha Academy, oh, I'm going to run away. Yeah. I mean, I think they're as solid as it gets. <sighs> and I needed it. Yeah. I think, I think Alpha Academy are fine. Good. But with the bloodline imploding mm. and with imperium falling apart at the seams i don't need judgment day also falling apart here just give it just let's keep the memories alive let me have the nice thing and speaking of nice things i'm luco in dad <laughs> and i'm joined by an even nicer thing which is the professor the truth dan layton mr money in the bank mr, mr. jam, jam in, the in the jar i yeah. should say or should i say Senor, no, no, no. I don't think I don't think I could pull off Spanish. I'm more like if anyone can tell us what the Scandinavian word like, what's the Swedish for Mister? Yeah. I don't know. If you tell us, I know that boy is like rug. I don't know rug. He- hedge. He- I-, I did a little bit of Swedish on Duolingo. Either way, jam in the jar. What would be the uh, the Mancunian way of saying our kids with the jam in the jar? Exactly. So it's our kids, our kids, our kid jam in yeah. the jar here. <laughs> Honestly, this uh, the Senor Money in the Bank thing can get in the bin because damien priest like is like abundantly puerto rican like there's no question that this person is is of latin heritage but senor just feels well, a little bit he- like here's the thing here here is what here's my take on this whole thing i didn't actually bring this up in my edited review because i was already going long i'd spent loads of time basically talking about uh ricochet's failure to go viral yeah um my uh my my hot take on this is that this is quite clearly a vince mcmahon thing and you can tell that it's a Vince McMahon thing because everybody kept Keep saying, saying it. it. Honestly, like one person said, send your money in the bank. And I was like, oh, that's quite a cute little thing mm. to say. And then in the next segment, two other people yeah. said it. And then there was a conversation between Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves about why they should, you know, we should call him this. And every single person kept saying, send your money in the bank, send your money in the bank. Send-. And it's like, oh, cool. This is a Vince thing then, which is just... 
I have to say it 50 times in yeah. an episode so you know that's his new name. The irony of all of that is that with that moustache, Vince looks more like <laughs> someone who would claim to be senior in the 1950s television world. According, so. to, according to the chat, hair would be uh, Swedish. Hair yeah. is certainly German. Yeah, well, it, I mean, all these languages... The, the Swedish language is very... Um, it's it's quite it's quite Germanic in that Germanic. way of like love the word Germanic. Yeah, it's a great word. It's a great it? word. Anyway, yeah. anyway, welcome to the Rust Talk Podcast channel. This is our review of Monday Night Raw. Please, if this is your first time here, press the subscribe button, give us a little thumbs up as well, and leave a comment down below with what you thought of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. And if you're watching live, get in your ultra nats to resttalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar level. Five, five US, five US, five, five US, five US. Dollar. Yeah, none of your Canadian lark around here, Regina. Um, <laughs> uh, as we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Monday Night mm -hmm. Raw, which mm -hmm. was the Judgment Day show. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? They I were. Like, I like it for that. They were. I mean, I always like a consistency. I like a, a running thread through the whole show. Same I mean, here. You know, we always used to get that back in the uh, in the Attitude Era, and I think that it makes it do. It does make it feel like more of a cohesive piece there's an it's, it's television a, a plot b plot c plot absolutely know? and like this was a show that started with the fracture of the bloodline mm. that we saw last week and finn balor coming out full of piss and vinegar to, yeah. to call out <laughs> damien priest and the show ended with them working together to pick up the win yeah. in their trios match and standing alongside each other so the show is bookended mm -hmm. As a narrative device mm -hmm. and as, an, as a narrative plot that has progressed from where it was last week. Yeah. And sometimes it's all I want from a wrestling Look, show. your basic stuff done well. It's basic stuff done well. And they were like peppered throughout the show. They were doing stuff with Rhea. Mm -hmm. uh, they were letting you know about Senor Money in the Bank. Yeah. They were letting you know about what Finn's wants and dreams mm -hmm. are. I thought this was uh, a really solid way to build and structure Raw. Mm. There's an argument to be made. There was probably a little bit too much of Judgment Day, but like, uh, but yeah. I would counter that. People like, well, what else is going on in Raw that would take them out? This is it. I mean, I think the, the the argument of there being too much Judgment Day was more the way that some of the backstage sequences. I was a little bit like, you again, you keep popping up, and a lot of them happened very close together in that first hour. So I was a little bit like, goodness, all right, cool. That said, when you look at the show as a whole, it does make sense. And it is this kind of thing of Judgment Day runs raw. Rhea is the world champion. You know, Finn was, is in the world title and picture. she was going around and letting them, hey, look, we're going to win the tag titles. Or just let you know, don't step up to me. She was saying, step out of the business. I think she was like, Le she's leaving. But like, please leave the tag. Oh, you mean the men's tag titles? I yes. the women's. Because there was a question about that last week. Ollie wondered whether or not she would find a partner or just take them both on her own. Um, but yeah, there was the, coming in for the tag titles. She was there in the, the women's tag picture to let Raquel know to leave me alone kind of thing. Um, it did make sense when you look back as the show as a whole. And I would like to put over actually from the, I mean, we'll go into the, the details in a second. So I don't want to jump the gun, but from the off, there were lots of tiny little details here that I really appreciated mm. that sold the story. So as Finn comes out, for instance, for the very beginning promo, we do open the show with the Judgment Day logo the, the ai graphics which are the only ai graphics i actually like um is there another one i like i kind of like asuka's big masks i don't like the masks you don't like the masks well, at least they're not faces i guess and this the, is the faces they can't do it's becky's one that stresses me out <laughs> i can't deal with becky's one <laughs> it's a bit reese aurora it's it's a bit unhinged is what it is it's a bit reese repulsa more like <laughs> um Very good. thank you uh but yeah we came out we had we opened the show with that finn comes out to finn's music right and then Rhea comes out to the Judgment Day's music. Mm -hmm. Rather, because they all have their own music. Yeah. 
But there was something about that little touch where it's like Finn is currently a man on his own outside of the Judgment Day group. Meanwhile, Rhea is wearing a Senor Money in the Bank shirt, which kind of is like, I'm taking yeah. this side in a subtle way. I'm not saying that they they always do this, but if they're giving us these little touches of, of like, oh, that's interesting. I, I appreciate some attention to detail there. Because it could have just been that... Um, D- Damien was wearing that t-shirt, yeah. you know? And that yeah, been... Rhea, uh, she's playing peacekeeper at yeah. the moment and was successful in in doing that today. Uh, to And it felt like she was almost the master manipulator in mm. this, which is, you know, like she kind of goaded uh, Kevin and Sammy so because they knew they were going to jump Seth before the match, they could run down so that she can almost force them into working together. Yeah, I think if you were to sort of like, you could make an argument that that was her plan for this show. I don't know if that was like the intent of the show, but certainly, mm. like looking back on it in hindsight, like, oh, I wonder if that's why they did this. There's gonna like, like you know, when I mean, it's not always the way, but you know, when like the Speaking bloodline, the way, hey, there's not. Where a, are they? Where are they? Wow, well, we'll get to that. Um, there's a bloodline bit, kind of. So the thing with where Jimmy pinned Roman, mm-hmm. and it was Jake a whole. Roman. Excuse me, my apologies. All right, Michael Cole. <laughs> um, where like um. It was like Jade was the first person to get a pin on Roman. And there's almost people are being like, God, it's it's like, no, that's just like a happy sort of coincidence. I don't think that was the plan from day one in any way. Or like, yeah. you know, the three years. I, I have my little thing about the idea of Roman losing the title of payback because it was three years hence or whatever, which is like, I don't think that was the plan when they set out for him to win the title. But it's a little detail where you're like, oh, we can use that to our advantage. This is one where I'm like, imagine down the line they do do the, we're going to remove you from Judgment Day like we removed Edge thing and reassides with Damien. You'll be able to look back on this yeah. and point to she's wearing that t-shirt. There's little details here and there that I kind of appreciate. Where's JD? Well, that's... Where's JD? It's a lot of like raw call-ups. Mm. Where's Odyssey Jones? Don't worry about Odyssey Jones. Like, what happened to The Way? I know you can make the argument like, well, Indy's injured and Johnny Gargano's like in it. Has, Rep- has been injured. Well, reportedly was, but he, actually, that's I was shot down fine by now. five or six. Well, again, like, and he's been fine for. I'm going to ask you to put a pin in the way because we will come back to that. We will come back to the way, yes. Because more pertinent is the JD McDonough thing, where I'm like interested in the idea that I I don't know. It, it's like build. It's like now I almost feel like we were getting ahead of ourselves with the idea that JD might be the one to remove. And maybe we saw the steps a little bit too further down the line. I, I say, I, I don't think it's fair to point that on me. No, they, no, no, no. They, I mean, they I mean, told us. This is what I'm like, saying. The show was telling us yeah. that that is an important plot detail because mm. Finn was watching him from the rafters like he was Sting Balor. And then they had one conversation and a they little had, bit And they had a conversation about these very specific things ahead of um, Money in the Bank. I just wonder if it's something that's coming. Rather than something that's and, w- and was uh, was immediate. Absolutely, well, absolutely. You can still have him feature on the show. Yeah, that's it, true. Is more my point because yeah. I, I would compare it to uh, Hangman Page in the Dark Order. Mm. Like they would do a lot of stuff with Hangman Page in the Dark Order, and then they would have no interactions on TV. I know mm. they might have done stuff being the elite on TV <laughs> for months on end, mm. and then they would just do some stuff where it'd be like they were friends. Remember, it's like, well, right. I haven't seen them on. TV together for ages. No, that's a very good point. And like, I, I, my kind of my point with JD is that you could have JD do it, going out there and doing some matches. Well, you could have had you could have put him into a little mini storyline before he, uh, you know, before we tie him up into this storyline, as opposed to just keeping him off TV for five weeks. It's funny because we do come back to that in another story later on in a different part in the B plot of the show. Um, so I agree with you on that one. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. It, it, it is. Um, 
yeah, peculiar that he's not been around because it was set, it was set up. It was set up, and then it has just been dropped. But like, yeah, you know, but I, I do I do I do think that now we've got. But it's not been dropped. That's not fair. It's not been dropped yet. The money, the bank stuff has added an extra spice to this dissension, and it's in the back of my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that again. Again, I'm not saying that this definitely was their intent. Mm. But the idea that I'm watching this stuff, seeing them, can they coexist? Oh, they towards the end of the show, they've made peace. Back of my head's going. Jamie McDonough said, "Don't." But I, I think again, that's us doing the legwork, right? But they, yeah, that's, yeah. That's so Finn opened up this show uh, to come out to talk about, like, he wants to have a chat with Senor Money in the Bank, mm. and Rhea and Dom come out to try and calm him down, and Rhea wants to deal with this in the back, and Finn basically just like ignores the conversation, walks away from it, and he walks to the back. Mm-hmm. And Rhea used this as an opportunity to have a promo on Seth Rollins and calling out Seth Rollins for Dominic Mysterio. And Seth Rollins comes out with a plate of buffalo wings. Because they're in Buffalo. Because he's going to beat up Dom tonight. Yep. Okay. I know people got really mad at Ollie last week for not saying that, for saying that he is not a fan of this Seth Rollins character. Well, it's interesting because I've been a fan of the Seth Rollins character. And then somehow... I'm getting bored of it again. Do you know what? I had a moment, you know, like spoilers, they lose in the main events. Uh, Seth does. One of the last shots is Seth looking really sad. And I went, good. <laughs> well, it's just because it's getting reactions and it clearly is. People are, But how much of that is people enjoying being in the group together singing the song and how much of that is genuine love for the character? Do you know what I mean? Because and, and that not not for nothing. It's good heat. You know, he comes out and, he, and he's people like people him. singing. People are at least you're getting a reaction. That's yeah. a good thing. Um, and you know, I'm just wondering. I'm just it is the laughing. It's, it's the laughing and acting like an asshole while holding a plate of chicken wings. Like, I don't, that, like, I don't uh, even mind that because I can imagine. I can imagine uh, a Chris Jericho in the year 2000 doing a similar thing. Ah, you got to be a special level though. Like but that's a, that's a what, very yeah. different. And so I'm wondering why. I think I think it's just that the laugh feels so incongruous with the with the world champion babyface yeah. now. Great word use. Thank you. Um, we and we're going to basically just cover all of the Judgment Day stuff here because it all does tie in mm. together. Um, because we had uh, Priest was backstage and Rhea said that they need to deal with this mm-hmm. like men. Yeah. Uh, and Priest says that he tried that, but I wouldn't listen to him. And then we later got a, se- uh, a couple of segments later with Finn having a chat with Damien Priest, where it felt like they're getting on the same page. Mm. Like we're going to wipe this slate clean. We're going to start again, and this is a good idea. But Priest also lets him know that. Like, if you can't beat Seth, I've always got this, mm. the Money in the Bank briefcase. Which works as two ways, which is like, hey, if you can't beat him, I can beat him in the Judgment Day title. But also, if you do beat him, I've also got this. Mm. Which, like, Finn Balor was then trying to, like, process mm-hmm. uh, through this. Well, 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 maybe we'll do all the, the Rhea stuff later uh, when she uh, has a chat with uh, Bakel Rodriguez. Well, this was the, because they immediately after that segment, the next segment was Kevin and Sammy. That's right. Which Rhea and Dom walked yeah. into. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is what I mean by saying it was a little too close together. Yeah, because she, I've written here, someone was interviewing Sammy and Kevin. I was, she wasn't Kathy Kelly. Who is she? Do you not know this? So, oh, you weren't here last week. So, um, Kathy Kelly's been moved to SmackDown, yeah. RIP in peace to my feelings. And um, she's been replaced by, this is Jackie Redmond. Jackie her Redmond. Her name is Jackie Redmond. They didn't shout her out on screen. Uh, she just was. It's Jackie Redmond. She's an NHL commentator as well, or a, a right. sports journalist. She's, a, by all accounts, very talented. But the one thing she's not is Kathy Kelly. No. Touchdowns. Um, so... No, that's hockey. She's t- NHL's hockey. Yeah, that's touchdowns, right? No. No? It's goals. Three points. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, they <laughs> went there to talk about, they were open to all challenges. Hey, it could be Alpha Academy, Street Profits, could be Viking Raiders. They'd like to face anyone. And 
Rhea and Tom walk up. As at this point here, I wrote, they're all over this show. And Rhea mentioned that any version of Judgment Day could beat mm-hmm. Kevin and Sammy for the title. So do you think at uh, SummerSlam, it's Kevin and Sammy versus Dom and Priest, with Finn going for uh, the world title against Seth? Or do you do the fun thing of Dom and Rhea? My brain went straight to the fun thing. I don't think that WWE will do... They, but, the, but the problem is they keep teasing us with this idea of Rhea taking on the men. Because it, my thing with China, right, was always the fact that the I... China, yes. <laughs> we're not turning this into it. I mean, that's that's NRB's thing, communopoly. Um, my my thing with China, the wrestler, when I was younger, and part of the reason I, I find I, I love her so much, was that she... I, I believed all of 10 years old that this woman could and would beat the men like mm-hmm. when she was in a match i was like oh she can just you know yeah totally. the wrestling wasn't very but like i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, was 10 yeah. um and so it's this idea of if you present me with someone i can believe that they can hang together in the ring and and i think i i high key believe that in a match between Rhea and dominic mysterio now that i've said those words that's what i want this storyline to end <gasps> to up build with. to is Rhea, Rhea versus, versus dom yes they break mate, up. that's the one that's the hair versus hair match and that's that's an absolute Oh my god! Yeah, it is. That's the hair versus hair match, and it would be it would be money, honey. <laughs> I'm talking. That's great. So I feel like you know, um, I, I I believe Rhea could take him on. You know, totally, she's, yeah. she's brutality. Like, yeah. so I, I stop teasing us if you're not going to give it. I want you to give it to us, and if you do it in the right way, intergender wrestling is fantastic. Um, but I think probably more likely it'll be Dom and Priest, and mm. they won't get the win. No, but that'll be Dom's fault. Yeah. And I think it'll be, and it'll be fine because I think Damian Priest will then cash in later on to win the title. that quickly. Uh, win the title off of Seth, like um, because Finn won't have won the belt. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, like in my sort of fantasy vision of this scenario, is that Priest is there holding up the belt, and Finn Balor has to sort of like not reluctantly, but just like, oh, well, at least the team won, so he raised up the hand, but mm. he's got that eye on his belt. But so is Dominic Mysterio. Oh. And that's the payback match. It's the it's the Judgment Day triple threat. Mm. And I The Judgment Day triple threat, like yeah. we're all the shield. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Dom versus Priest versus Balor. <laughs> and then so much funny because Dominic Mysterio is one of them. And I told this to Ollie <laughs> earlier, and he said, with Rhea Ripley's the special guest referee. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You've done it! That's You've it. You've done it. That's now the perfect version of this. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, so we were supposed to get uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. However, Dom attacked Seth before the belt. Balor and Priest jumped in to get involved. Owens and Sammy ran down to make the save. We're going to get a six-man tag player, which we then got in the main event, which is Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day. And this was a match that was all about Priest Priest and Balor. Yes. So there was a moment where they almost collided. Not intentionally. Mm. It's just that, you know, one of them turned around to pose to the crowd. To mug. To mug. And then someone nearly ran into him. Seth, maybe thro- Seth pushed, pushed him into. Exactly. You know. So there was a lot of little moments like that. And they had some, like, awkward tags where they were, like, you know, there was a lot of, like, sighing of, like, mm. fine, like, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, we're on the same page, but really we're not. Mm. But all of a sudden, right at the end, something clicked in them. And they got back on the same page. Mm. And it was that moment when they nearly collided. It turned into Damien Priest getting hit with the pedigree. Mm-hmm. And Ballard jumped in to make the save. And Rhea holds onto the foot of Sami Zayn as he's set up to do the halluva kick. That leads to Damien Priest hitting Sami Zayn with the south of heaven. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Slayer. And Ballard went up top to hit the coup de grace for the win, pinning the tag team champions. Yeah. 
Um, not that that's unique to. Uh, I mean, I've, I th- they've done that twice now. I think they pinned the tag yeah, team champions. I don't, and I don't like it. But what I, at the very least, you were hit by two finishes in a row, and I can imagine that being slammed on your back by Damien Priest and then having Finn Balor jump from the drop and landing on your chest would probably wind you enough to not be able to kick out. Oh, so but, at the oh, very yeah. least, like, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it from that. I'm, my point is, is that they have. Oh, they pinned, have done it. They have yeah. pinned them before yeah. uh, a couple. Of, I think I'm they've been wild on pinning your champions. Yeah. But, that got me in trouble yesterday. So, but then they all hugged in the ring. Like Balor and Priest looked at each other and they hugged. Mm. And this was a, moment... a great. There was a moment of staring. Yeah, and then they had a smile. But this was a moment where it wasn't the uneasiness of the same page, mm. the clean slate chat that they had earlier in the night. This was a genuine. Oh, the band's back together. Mm. We are. We are the Judgment Day, and we are on the same page. But there is then just that sort of dot dot dot. But for how long? Right. So why, where do you think? Like, do, do you think this runs past SummerSlam? Are we going into payback? Like, do, do you have any sort of feelings, thoughts, vibes well, of where we might be going? Given where we are now, I mean, my my more fun thing would be for both. You know, I, I personally would have done it at Money in the Bank, but Finn and Seth, sorry, Finn and Priest having both the belt and the briefcase in the same unit is a far more interesting, compelling storyline to me. So I would have Finn maybe win at SummerSlam if that's where we're heading to, because it would be an ultimate redemption moment for Finn, Finn Balor. Finn gets to be the prince. Finn gets to be the leader again. He's like, mm. I'm back to being where I was. I've got this. Like, I'm the best kind of thing. But then you do have the little question mark of, but I could always do that. So that's probably where I would take it. I think that's a more compelling story. That said, you could go completely the other way and have, um, as as you've said, have Finn lose and Priest cash in. And then that's where your dissension comes in. And it's like, well, I had to step up. And maybe they kick him out the way they kicked Edge out. Maybe they... Let him stay in, but yeah. in, Finn can't acknowledge acknowledge him to mm-hmm. you know coin a phrase. Um, I really liked how in the moment where they did have a reuniting, they were having a cuddle. Rhea and Don were celebrating like they were seeing their parents get back together. Yeah, Rhea was so happy, like she yeah. was beyond thrilled that her team won yeah. anyway. But then she was very, very pleased to see that her friends were back on the same page and and hugging mm. once again. And I think genuinely, I, Rhea's a, a star. Oh, she's brilliant. Group. She's so great. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's their MVP, MVP of the, the entire brand, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm more compelled by this unit as a group. Um, and I, I just think that if if you don't take the world championship and put it on the Judgment Day they need to be removed from the world title picture for a while. Otherwise, everything feels a bit stale. So I feel like, it's for me, it makes more sense. I, I would like to see them all as a unit go off and do their own main event thing and have other people yeah. come in and be like, don't worry, because if you lose your belt, I it's one thing to be like, if you don't beat Seth, I'll get it. It's another thing to be saying, you could lose, mm-hmm. but I've got your back. Yeah, Because that then puts the paranoia of the champion in place. And, and it's, it's I think that's a far more interesting psychological story. Also, it's a nice little sub as well because they're going to NXT tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be on NXT uh, to have a little chat with Scout Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, Mellow Hayes and, and Trick. So be curious to see what they're, they're going to do there. But mm. I thought overall as like a backbone storyline that yeah. kind of like kept this roar up, I, I really enjoyed it. Like mm. it, obviously the, the Alpha Academy Maxine Dupree graduation was the best thing on this show <laughs> because it always is the best mm. thing on this show. But I do think this was a very good, comfortable second yeah, place. Yeah, I think they did a and, good job. Well, and like maybe I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm being a bit easy here. I'm being a bit sort of like you know easy going on the show. But this was just a next step in a story, and there are sometimes when you get raw episodes where there isn't that next step. And we talk about like this isn't it's not must see TV like you you don't have to tune in like oh man I need to tune right. in to see what the next chapter is well but 
if you don't see this week's episode, when you tune into next week's episode, you'll be like, oh, well, something did happen on last week's thing then. That means that I did miss something. Mm. But there have been times uh, in, you know, certainly in the Vince era and in the Triple H era of, of Monday Night Raw, where if you miss an episode, you can tune in the following week and nothing has changed. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, it makes it you feel even less like must-see TV. Can I be a media studies student for a minute? Oh, go for it. I have been really interested in the conversation around the ratings recently mm. because people have been talking about, you know, Collision has debuted. It's on a Saturday. What does that mean for people's ratings? You know, the, the raw ratings of SmackDown. SmackDown last week just popped a humongous rating. Yeah, three million. Three million tuned in to see the Bloodline. Just for the Bloodline segment, yeah. Which is, which is massive. Massive. More interesting to me, and it's really interesting that you brought up, I think a, a more pertinent way of viewing whether or not a property is... is connecting with the fans because ratings linear tv is different now uh laurie and i chat about this on the first collision review it linear tv is not the same as it used to be the uh, the days of people sitting down and watching everything together aren't the same um a lot of the time like i watch it in the morning um there are, I? we have to because you know unless i'm feeling you know fancy and i want to stay up all night on a monday um in america often you probably could be it's three hours on your Monday evening. You might just be flicking through the channels. You might not even be watching anything. You might have it on in the background. The way people watch TV is different than the way it used to be. There are so many more things to watch now. So the ratings- And more distractions. And more distractions. So the ratings aren't as concrete a way of measuring a successful show. More interesting, I think, are ticket sales um, and also, and merch sales as well, whatever. But crucially, online. So when these clips are put on YouTube, when these clips are put on various different social medias, and I know that it's corporate speak through uh, through Kevin Patrick to yeah. hear about the social media followers and all the rest. It's important, though. But it is important because it's a really important metric to read. So it's and, a metric and, you can like quantify. Yeah, and when you're talking about things to make you tune into Raw, having moments that do well online, and, and the, the, the perfect example of this is the LA Knight thing. LA Knight wasn't on SmackDown this week. Did a segment pre- uh, the show mm -hmm. and it went on their YouTube channel and because a lot of people consume their WWE in bite-sized form through YouTube including myself in the past when I've you know been behind and I need to catch up it's a three-hour show it's a bit it's, it's a big a commitment that's got millions of views mm -hmm. so to have something like this a storyline through line where you can recap it at the beginning of the show you can give us a bloodline segment so we can recap the, mm -hmm. the Smackdown or whatever but having a, a story like this on the YouTube channel is another way to get views and then perhaps get people, oh, I want to see what happens next. So I think that is a really fascinating part of the development of wrestling as, as broadcast media. I was chatting with someone uh, yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? I was chatting with someone recently. I um, can't remember what it was now. It was recently. I know you, I, I was going to actually mention this to you yesterday because this is the sort of thing I know would interest you and it might interest a certain portion of the audience. But they said to me that wrestling is a really unique TV format. Mm -hmm in that it is a TV audience. It's a TV show that audiences pay to go and see. Yeah. Because shiny floor game shows and things like that are free. free. Yeah. And like panel shows mm -hmm. are free. Comment like sitcom audiences mm -hmm. are free. Mm. But like WWE, AEW, Impact, because of the way the sort of like bizarre sports slash mm -hmm. TV, like entertainment media that it is, it actually has an audience that pays to be part of the show. Mm. It is I interesting. It is fascinating. Because, I mean, um, to be a historian about it, 
when Bischoff took over WCW and set them up in the Disney MGM studios, they originally were just free. Same yeah. thing with Impact. Impact. Impact, Impact was in the Universal Studios. Yeah, you basically, mm. if you had a Universal Studios ticket that day, you could get into the Impact Zone to go and watch the, yeah. the, the wrestling. Yeah. So like th- th- that's more traditional game show vibe. Absolutely is, yeah. This exists in this weird parallel between like Premier League sport where you do pay through the nose to go and see the show um, and which you can watch on TV if you want. But, uh, but uh, football or hockey or whatever, it is not about the footballers interacting well, with the Well, that's what audience. I was going to say. Because yeah. Or brawling it, it's through the crowd. It lives in this weird... I, I've always tried to explain it to people when they have been like, how do you like that wrestling thing? And they're like, yes, I know. It's a soap opera in front of a live studio audience of 12,000 people. Yeah. Like, it, it, is, it, it is interesting that people pay to go and see it and be a part of it. I know there are comp tickets. I know there are some people in course, hospitality yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's because... The large majority are paid. Yeah, and even and and it's why it's why it's so interesting to track and not even be like ah this company's better than this company. It's just interesting to track when things are hot and when yeah. things aren't because WWE couldn't fill stadiums but three four years ago. No, yeah, you really know, struggled. You know, like, uh, the the, the you see the hard cam side, the hard cam side of the photos. It's kind of what you know the AEW photos that often get posted around yeah. now are those like empty hard cam sides where everyone's been moved around. Like and it's just WWE example, don't really I don't have a because they are a hot product yeah, at the moment. They are, and having been at SmackDown, that place was rammed. You yeah, know, it, it's a really interesting. Um, but well, sorry to cut you off. But what's interesting, I think, about that is that that wasn't really like that that wasn't an anomaly in the uk right yes you because know, we because always, we yeah, any any time raw or smackdown was in the uk we would always pack out we don't get it weekly because we don't get it weekly yeah. in america it was but like in america now it's the same as in the uk where it is a packed out mm. crowd every single week like mm. they're just like every show they're doing is like the biggest they've ever done in those areas and that's why it's all part of the same ecosystem yeah. it's all this judgment day storyline this bloodline storyline all of the different little parts of it and that's why it's so important to have a strong undercard as well, because you want to get people in to see everybody cheering for everyone. Mm. If you have a hot product, if people are, it's more interesting than to look at, okay, how are they going to get people to buy a ticket? How are they going to get people to consume the pay-per-view? How are they going to get people to whatever? Using YouTube in this way, providing these, that exclusive clip of LA Night, exclusive to YouTube and the live crowd, mm-hmm. is really interesting to me. I thought that yeah. was fascinating. I think there's a very... Uh, we're, we're going way we, off topic we are, here, but, but it's like, interesting. But this, this is, you know, the, the the thing I I find kind of sort of fascinating about the world of wrestling. But um, Meltzer was talking about this recently that you know three four years ago when AEW first launched, there wasn't really a crossover of audiences. There was a WWE audience and there was an AEW mm. audience, and a lot of those people that had tuned out from WWE over the years because they'd felt disenfranchised by it, they felt that it wasn't catering to their needs, flicked on over to AEW because they had been sort of like maybe they'd gone to the Indies or yeah. whatever, but they've you know found some names that they recognise and have joined that show now. But they were broadly separate, separate audiences. But since WWE has become a much hotter product, that crossover is now bigger because some of those fans that were there from AEW aren't watching that product as much anymore and are now either are still watching it, but are also watching WWE, or they've stopped watching this one and have just moved over. It's why I can't abide tribalism because the products are so much better for both existing. You know, AEW is maybe not going through its hot streak at the moment, but my God, when it was on a hot streak, wasn't it great? Do you know? And it'll come back. Like, it's so much better to have both because it gives us a smorgasbord, that's another Scandinavian word, of, of things to consume. You know? You should celebrate yourself every day. 
But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, let's get into your ultra chats, your ultra nats are on this. Please do get them in restalk.com forward slash support. We're kicking things off here with Matt, who said, I really enjoyed this one. A lot of great character work and direction set up for SummerSlam and Raw. Seems Rollins versus Balor will happen at SummerSlam, which is poetic. Seven years after Finn beat Seth for the world title, but was injured. I could see Finn beating Seth at the show only for the rest of Judgment Day to come out and celebrate with him. Given the thumbs up that turns to a thumbs down, beating him up and setting up Priest Cash and given Finn another short title reign just like his first one exactly the same in 2016 it also seems like kevin and sammy will be fighting judgment day at the event for the tag titles i wanted it to be diy but it makes sense to be judgment day speaking of which it seems like it was a setup for diy reunion with the miz and reed pairing i know some are upset with reed being paired with miz but reed has been established as a hired gun for the miz in the past seven months ago i would i would argue <laughs> uh he only helps if he gets paid it's worth it if we get a diy reunion or a champa versus reed feud hoping for a diy reunion yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the 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 Miz mm. Bronson Reed thing uh, mm. in a little bit because there's like there are positives to be taken from it. Yeah, but it was a positive we were always going to get anyway, and it feels like well, this is the the, the, this, l- is the way this is the lamest way for us to get to this point. Right, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, and Chris here says it's off topic now, but with the news the but with the news about Bray, I'm going to assume with the news about Bray, what if he did it against Roman after his match at SummerSlam? With the news, so I think I'm understanding what's going on. With the news about Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. there was there was a someone had I saw a tweet. So what uh, Chris is saying is, with the news, what if he uh, reappeared, make it made a return against Roman after his match at SummerSlam in the same way Roman came back against the Fiend right. and Braun in 2020 and won the title at Payback, which is the next premium live event. It would be a full circle moment. So what Chris is essentially saying is, what if 
you have Bray return yeah. on Roman, and then a payback Bray wins. But there, Roman. there, there's no reports of Bray coming back soon. There was, there was a a report from Fightful that basically said it stayed the same. And I saw one tweet that essentially made this this same point, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then I went and checked whether or not Bray was. Yeah, the, the report from Fightful Select is that he is dealing with it's it's not an injury; it's a health issue. It's an illness, yeah, yeah. It's, he's and he's there was a picture of him, illness. and he seemed to be doing all right, and that was really yeah. nice to see. But it's it's like there's there's no timetable for him to be coming back anytime soon no. which, not, is, which not is to, not to say that he can't I was or, or, exactly he, that. or he or he won't yeah. but i i just want to make everyone abundantly clear when you are reading things online you make sure you are reading the words that are in the reports which mm. is that he's he's not well and he's dealing with this issue but also as opposed to sort of people doing then speculative fantasy booking on that and reading that as reports yes yeah. twitter was always an interesting place to try and get news anyway and now that um it's gone unhinged it's it's an even more interesting place to try and get it because yeah. um anyone with eight dollars a month can get a blue tick and that makes them look more legitimate than they because we still have that in our brains so i i did see this report and i went interesting and then i followed it up you yeah. always need to try and do the follow-up try and cross corroborate it yeah. elsewhere but also ultimately it's an entertainment show where we are hoping for some spoilers it it could happen could it happen. might not happen not, not to say that it can't happen um, but you know I, I, I just media literacy is saying it's even if it did important, yeah my media studies thing yeah. even if um he did come back i don't think given the title at payback i uh, no, i and actually yeah i really would not be putting the title on yeah. bray like no. he uh, you want to talk about someone who is cold af right cold now as ice. like this is this is a j story like if you want to if you want to really get people turning on the bray thing Putting the belt on him instead of Jay, mm. like or you that'll know, do you. that that'll do you. Do you think Jay's gonna win the title? Uh not at SummerSlam. Mm. I think payback's a fun option. Spicy, I do too. But also, you know, the the rumored plans for Mania is it's Roman Cody. Yeah, but that doesn't means... necessarily mean the title has to be on Roman. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns returns at the Rumble, and, and we've all we've all the time in Armageddon. They're gonna drag it out all the way. Cody wins the title, and then Roman goes. Oh. Anyway, sorry, I'm going ahead of myself. I was if it's just Roman versus Cody with no belts. No, no, no. It's... Roman versus Cody, but Cody's the champ. Uh, and Roman wins the Rumble. Oh, that's an interesting. I one. thought, I thought, well, it would be interesting if, if the titles. I don't think it will, but yeah. I was like, that if you're going to do that, yeah, a I parallel mean, would be more interesting. I suppose it's an interesting thing because, like, really, what does finish the story actually mean? Mm. Like, is it just winning <laughs> the belts, or is it, or is it beating Roman? Is that the story? Well, he's sp speaking of finish the story. Should we get onto the show because we can yeah, do yeah. finish the story? Because we even got um elsewhere on the finish the story there's, there's a finish the story law now like <laughs> So uh, we had the Judgment Day opening, and then our first match was Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle taking on Imperium. This is Drew's first match since WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre is the uh, third new best friend for uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle. Um, and they got the win here by pinning Giovanni Vinci. Mm. It was a, a funny little match. It built to two different Drew hot tags. <laughs> it, did, did, it really did. Did you like the match? I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I like watching Drew wrestle. I do too. And yeah. isn't it nice how refreshed he seems? Yes, and I I like watching Matt Riddle wrestle. Yeah. And so this was all grand for me. Um, and then after the match, it was like Gunther sort of berated Giovanni mm. Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser looked at him very disappointed, and he also walked away. He did. Uh, there were two really nice gut wrench suplexes from Matt Riddle uh, in a row, like the, the the keep the German going. And I was like, interesting. You're going to just ragdoll him a little bit. That's fun. Um, Drew looking great off the off the tag was quite fun because it gave you for me. It's it's give people time off. 
let them heal up a little bit because you carry these bumps and bruises the whole time and you just plow through let people have some time off they get a hot return and they feel more refreshed about it um so it's a good match oh that uh drop kick the drop mm-hmm. kick that sent riddle essentially spinning off the apron was yeah, lovely yeah. and it was all of that stuff especially from imperium that made me so frustrated with this potential um break out of the group because i don't want that no. i'm all right with it if it's gunther being like the mat is sacred. We're going to need to train you up again. Yeah. Go back into the Stew Hot dungeon, kind of, or their version yeah, of yeah. that at the dojo. Because um, do I see a solid singles run for Giovanni Vinci? No. No. No, I do not. Um, so I keep them together because they're far better as a unit. They are better as a unit. Not that they pick up wins ever. But this is the interesting thing because I, I was, I, I like Imperium. I want them to be this dominant team, so it's more impressive when they get a win. But I, I actually weirdly contradicted myself here, and I was annoyed at myself because I, I like to be. You know, mm. but in this match, I was like, "Oh yeah, you being the hired goons that batter like Team Rocket Grunt or whatever, yeah, um, that take the fall." But when you look this good, it's kind of it is kind of all right. Yeah, you know, it's I don't love it, but also I don't want them to split. No, so. I did not want this group breaking up. Mm. Uh, they announced that Fast Lane will be taking on uh, will taking place on October seventh. We then got a long recap of the Tribal Court segment mm-hmm. from. Uh, Smackdown, then we got the Kevin Owens Sammy stuff. Then we got this promo for Indisha. Yeah. Who are, you know, in like the promo was about like, hey, we're coming. And I was like, lads, I saw you on TV not that long ago. But I, you know, I genuinely did forget they were part of the show because they haven't been on TV for a, a number of weeks now. And also they rattled off all the teams that could potentially take on Sammy and KO, and Indisha weren't in them. But this promo was so funny. It was hilariously rubbish. Yeah. Like I I think it was supposed to make them look cool. But it made them... I, for me, oh, this was well lame. I think... I can see that. I think it didn't do anything for me. Not all the lightning? No. Not the lightning in the rain and all that nonsense? Like, sure. I think it's because they have no character, right? And so, and so it's a... Foreign heel. <laughs> what more do you want? Well, you know... Foreign savages. All right, there's another one. <laughs> I'm giving you two characters for them now. I just don't... It wasn't lame because it wasn't anything for me. I was like, ah, and I and I just I I like I want everyone to have a great. But I also I feel like it's now a bit. Yeah. The 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 Veer Mahan is coming thing. Like you know, even WWE's own Twitter account are getting in on the act of Mm. being like into Shara coming. Like I think now it is just being done to get this reaction. I suppose of lol, they're still coming. Yeah. But that's also not. It's not. That's not a character. I'm not lolling. Uh, then we got the Dominic and Seth bits and bobs. Then we got uh, what was a very heavily promoted segment on the show mm. because it is Logan Paul on the same day as a big controversy scandal for the man himself because he's... I haven't really read into what's going on. So uh, Prime yeah. uh, has got as much caffeine in it uh-huh. as six bottles of Coke. That size bottle of Coke? The... Yes. Christ. Yeah. It is it's dangerous to actually drink yeah. and consume. As opposed to all of the other perfectly healthy energy drinks. Well, okay, so it's got uh, two two cans of Red Bull oh, in God. one can of Prime. Ugh, the come down. And I I was joking in the office yesterday, because like Prime, I, I now can't move for it. Like it's yeah, been sold everywhere I go. That... Um, I was going to buy some, like, you know, for us to do on a live stream or something, because, like, lol, look, it's, 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 yeah. well, not even just a punishment, but lol, look, it's the stupid drink that the silly man promotes. But now I, I'm now, I was like, actually, I don't, I don't want to put my, like, any members of staff through that. This is a 
a moment in this promo where Logan takes a selfie with a tiny little child holding a bottle of Prime, and I was like, okay, I mean, we're all going to be, we're going to generation of uh, kids who are addicted to... I was going to say, the little toddler that was at ringside, it was like, I found the one person that's cheering for me, and he's three. (laughs) This bottle of energy drinking stuff. Anyway, so Ricochet came out for his promo. So, Ricochet does not get a lot of mic time. They do not afford him that because he's not a promo guy. No. He's a flip guy. Yes. He does the cool wrestling spot, and that's what people get into it. Yes. But because he's going to be in a feud with Logan Paul, who is a very good promo mm. guy, you need to go and give Ricochet the promo time. So I applaud. I like that they did that. I'm going to use the word applaud. But man, they gave him nothing here mm. like, to actually work with. He came out and was just like, I'm a good guy. Yeah. And I like to wrestle for all. Each and every one of you. I just hope that at the end of the night, you can say that you saw a nice ricochet match. Mm. And I'm like, what? This is not how. Who are you? You're not a real person. Also, sod off. Yeah, it's it's pandering nonsense. Like, this is not a way to get people on Ricochet's side. Case in point, Logan Paul comes out, and Logan Paul essentially reminds us that. But that was not a great promo. Mm. Or oh, basically tells us that wasn't a great promo. And like Ricochet was like, <laughs> well, that sucked. Yeah. And like, and then Ricochet was like, well, no one really wants you here, bud. And so Logan Paul, and I think this is, I think someone needs to have a word with Logan Paul about deviating from script to get yourself over. Because the first thing he did was like, look, this kid's literally cheering for me. Mm. And like, when they go take a selfie, it's like, so, okay, so you're undermining. In the middle of your promo, they're all talking about me. Exactly. Because then Ricochet starts doing another promo and the crowd chanting, Logan sucks. And Logan talks over Ricochet talking over the crowd to be like, like even during your promo, they're talking about me. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I don't think this is helping Ricochet in any way. Also, it doesn't help Logan Paul much either. Well, I see your point and I, and I agree with it. I think the, of the only, not counter so much as it is a sort of addendum to it, is mm. that I think what's not helping Ricochet more than Logan Paul is the promo he was handed. Because if he comes out with a little bit of fire under his belly and is like, you know what, I like throw myself around this ring and I do all these things. You know why? Because I love this business and I love performing. Mm-hmm. And you went on your little podcast there and you chatted to all your followers and you made fun of this industry and me by proudly saying that you don't know what you're doing. So get out here and let's like, talk about this. Yeah. A little bit of fire, a little, a little, fire, bit, of passion, a little bit of substance to it. Because there's something heelish about Rome, uh, Logan Paul being like, they're all chanting for me in the middle of your promo. Because they're not chanting for him. There's a delusional element of that. This, you know, but it's, so, it's it's the John Cena argument of the reason why John Cena was uh, or you know perceived to be as over as he was is because the chant was "Let's go Cena, Cena sucks." It right. wasn't "Let's go Cena, let's go other guy." Yeah, right. It was like every chance about Cena. Yeah. So really, Cena is the only person that's okay, over yeah. in that match. I, I I think that makes sense, but I think there's something about because Ricochet is just a flippy guy and that really is all we know about him I was like oh we're getting a Ricochet promo he's already you know I kind of don't blame the fans for not being fully behind him while he's got a mic in his hand I remember when he was early days in NXT the bit where he does the run out of the ring and jump over and does a square up I was like looking forward to that part because that part was going to be cool that's the moment where I was like Logan needs to be reined in a little bit because banter you off banter you off and then he comes out and is like, say it's my face. I've just flipped out of the ring. And I'm, mm. and I'm, I'm this good. Logan saying, that's great for TikTok, is an undermining of that moment. Yeah. I think Logan selling that a little bit presents us with an interesting, an interesting thing. So, yeah. I think, I think it was more on Ricochet not being so great 
in the promo than it was and, on Logan. And I think it's a lot of... I, I, I see that. I, I think that it's... Yeah, the material doesn't mm. help Ricochet in this at all. Mm. Um, I think Logan just... No, I don't want to use the word going into business for himself because there's every way that this was structured, but it, it came off like he was designed to undermine a lot of what Ricochet was doing and that's not what we needed in this segment. So that is yeah. either on Logan Paul or that's on the creative. I think, either way, I, think it's, I don't think it's great. Because it came in a little bit with the LA Knight stuff on SmackDown and I think almost, as in when he was with LA Knight, I think it's almost that thing of he's so excited yeah, and he's getting in, he's getting in what are argu- inarguably good lines. Mm-hmm. But in wrestling... It's a fine balance, right? Yeah. So it's like he's excited. He's come up with this line with this promo. He's going to say it's going to say it, and he's going to and it because he's, you want to punch him yeah. anyway. And also, I, sorry, yeah, uh, just, just that I think it's that thing of like because he doesn't do it that often. It's the overexcitedness of it. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah, I, there's also an argument made that uh, you should always be putting over the person that you're facing mm-hmm. in promos because if you beat them, then you've beaten you nobody. You're right. Uh, one of the greatest promos ever. Promo video packages ever is. Like Royal Rumble 2000 is the the best example I would I would show of this because that is two guys talking about how great I am and how great the other person mm-hmm. is. It is Triple H being like, "You're the hardcore legend. You're the guy that had his ear cut off. You're the guy that was in barbed wire death explosion matches over in Japan." And it's Cat Jack being like, "You're the game. You're the WWF champion. You're the best in this business." And then. I'm the hardcore legend. Mm. I'm the man. I'm this. I'm the future WWE champions. Like I'm the game. I'm the and it's putting yourself over as well as putting over the person. So when Triple H beats him, spoilers at Royal Rumble 2000, he's beating a person who like he like, yeah. sounds awesome. It's the same thing with and that's I always point to this one. It's Triple H selling him revealing that he's Cactus Jack now. Yeah, it's he's like mankind is not ready to face you in a street fight. Ha ha ha! I've been making a joke out of you for a whole month. Well, I'm gonna take my mask off and go yeah, yeah, to this place. I, I think I know a guy. And if Triple H laughs at that that moment's over it's so good and that's what i think logan paul was doing after the flip yeah which was a shame it is a shame yeah and like so ricochet does the flip spot that he did during the developed scene dream feud in nxt mm. it it didn't feel as cool as when he did it in nxt that first time the crowd did not react to it as much as they did when they did in nxt it wasn't filmed as well as when they did it, it in, in nxt and he stumbled a little bit on it so it didn't look as good and it just i said this in my edited review it's i feel like wwe I, desperate for this feud to go viral and that's why they're doing this is because they think this can be a viral feud because that's what ricochet that's how he came to prominence was going viral as a wrestler with his matches with will osprey so i think that's what they want this to be they want him and logan paul to have that viral moment Mm. and it didn't work at money in the bank and it's not worked here either Mm. i feel like we're going to get to a desperation point on this feud Mm. to try and make this be a viral thing I had a viral moment in the summer of 2017 that was cleaned up by people at the Dean Street Express. It's a sexual health clinic, Luke. <clears throat> it's very good, Dan. Thank you. So I thought, but I think the segment was uh, mostly fine. Um, but like, <laughs> so when Ricochet did his bump, terrible Kevin Patrick commentary. Oh he went, God. he went, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves got on my nerves this week. Plot twist. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you see that? Did you see? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Awful. Um, I did laugh when uh, Logan Paul said that Ricochet was 90% forehead. That one. <laughs> 
we got Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark. So it had been reported earlier in the day that Becky Lynch was dealing with a minor injury. Mm-hmm. This match had actually been removed from WWE.com yeah. as saying it wasn't happening anymore, um, but then was put back on uh, to say that she turns out she was cleared to wrestle this match. And I'm glad for it because this was uh, very good. Uh, Becky, like the crowd, what? that like weren't uh, really into it yeah we got a tweet we did we We got a tweet we got a tweet from someone who was in the building said i'm very sorry that our crowd was bad tonight yeah so i I thought in this match this is where you could see it you could really well you could hear uh, and and becky was doing her darndest to get people into this match uh i thought they did a fun little bit of becky having to deal with both Zoe and Trish on the outside, like overcoming interference. The block of the Z360 I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but she took Becky, that is, took her eye off the ball for just one moment, mm-hmm. and it cost her dearly. Zoe Stark got a roll up and pinned Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Very big win mm-hmm. for, for Zoe Stark here. Yeah, I um I loved this segment. I went back and watched it twice because the first time I watched it, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I think I was too mm. focused on the crowd. And so just before we came back on, I wanted to watch the match again because I had I was reading other people's takes and yeah. a, a few people were like, oh, they actually sort of lumped each other in this one. They went for it. I was like, okay, well, I'll give it another watch. And actually, yeah, it, it, on second watch, it was a really decent little match. I think um, Becky did a lot to try and uh, give Zoe not only some moves, not only to get some offense in, but also to look like she was still taking her on and it wasn't a squash, which I think makes her look like a competitor, which I think is really good. Um, There was a great, that she did a a missile dropkick springboard thing that looked Mm. fantastic. Um, There was, but but Becky also got some pretty stiff shots in. Um, I thought there was another, there was another sort of somersault springboard thing that Zoe did that looked great. Um, And it, it was this addition of Trish at the end that I think, um, really gave you space to be like, it's the numbers game. You know, it, it is still stealing a win. It's a perfectly legitimate move. She wasn't pulling the tight. She wasn't holding onto the rope, but it was still stealing a win. So um, I think if Zoe, if the point of this feud is to get a new star over, giving Zoe matches like this, following on from what I thought was a really good um, entry into the women's uh, yeah. Money in the Bank match, that's gonna going to work. The question now is what's next? Well, it's Lita to even the numbers. That's what I'm thinking. I, which I love because I'm, I'm excited to see Lita. Also, she was part of the story she right was, at the start. And it, and it makes sense. I couldn't help but think though, mm, that's a shame that that is the logical storyline, that it should be that. Because it could be used to put someone else over as well. Becky could find herself in the lights oh, with a new star. Okay, that's interesting. Not even necessarily a new new star. A Piper Niven, a Tegan Knox, someone who doesn't is there kind of just to fill up the numbers. But we, we're doing a pretty decent, I think, job of getting Zoe Stark some momentum. We could put that rub on someone else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be Lita, and I'm going to be excited when I hear the music. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, because like I think Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe Stark, I mm. think is a very fun match. Like whether you do Trish and Becky as a singles match at SummerSlam, and then you do the tag match at Payback, I think you might going That's in that true. direction. And also then because like you get that moment of Lita and Trish being on opposite sides of the ring again. I think it would be fun to have Lita return at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. I would do uh, lead to resigning at SummerSlam yeah. to build the match then to do the tag match of payback. Yeah. 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 Um, Seth was uh, chatting with Sammy and Kevin Owens coming up with their strategy for uh, their six-man tag tonight. And their strategy is, we'll beat them up. Batter people. <laughs> then we got the best thing on the show. What is always the best thing on these shows. Hi, Aki. Agree. Maxine Dupree's graduation 
in the Alpha Academy. When this graphic popped up, I cheered. I same thing. Yeah. I was genuinely so thrilled. I wrote, in fact, look, recap of Maxine from last week. She's graduating tonight. <laughs> so Chad there was did the whole like shush, I thank you to say that he was very proud of his student, the first female graduate of the Alpha Academy. And just when you think there's no way this act can get any more perfect. He introduced Maxine Dupree as a model student. The model student. The model student. All caps I wrote here. He calls Maxine the model student. Beautiful. It's so great. And then Maxine comes out in this pink graduation robe. Elle Woods. Yeah, uh, yeah they, Kevin even Kevin said Mason. she's a modern yeah. day Elle Woods. A rare bit of good Kevin Patrick commentary there. <laughs> and Maxine, so great in this role. Because she gets to do her graduation speech. It was like, Chad, the first time I saw you, I thought you were a disgusting little troll man. (laughs) But now I see you're an excellent coach and dare I say, a good friend. Yeah, loved it. And the fans are so into this. Start chanting, you deserve it. It's the only time I've ever been happy to hear a you deserve it chant. I loved that. But she turns her attention to Otis. Always calling him Otis as well. And says that he is her muse and he is the reason why she is there without him this would not be possible and we are just getting started yeah. so they hand over the diploma but there's there's one more thing oh. it got a bit sketchy here for a minute when i thought the child's gonna be like you have to take off that robe <laughs> well because there'd also been a dick joke yes well there'd also been a a, a prison sex joke uh, during the so the dom and ria thing Re- well ria said Dominic Mysterio got so much cardio uh, done when he was in prison. <laughs> He's ready for this. And Kevin was like, oh, Sam was like, did, did she mean like this? And Kevin was like, what? And he was like, so he whispered into her ear. Like, it's a bit, I don't know, it feels a bit sketchy to be doing like, like prison rape jokes. But <laughs> hey, it's 2023, I guess. I guess. I guess it's just cool to do these things now. That's but so silly. Very silly. But yeah, and then I was like, when they had this moment here, and he'd left the pause for it as well. And I was like, this feels like the attitude era, yeah. or worse, the ruthless aggression yeah. era, which I will go on record as saying was way more exploitative women oh, than awesome. the attitude era. But then was. so was the 2000s. That's, that's, that's yeah. the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. No, I mean uh, the 2000s. The 2000s in, in general. Yes. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so he says she has to take off her hat and her gown, and she'll wear. The last jacket she's ever going to wear. Did you see Otis putting on his jacket? Yeah. That was a piece of magic. Because Otis took off his graduation stuff to reveal he was wearing the smallest wife fronts, <laughs> the smallest <laughs> pair of pants. It was so great. And somehow put on a jacket in the most comedic way possible. So good. It was awesome. And then... <laughs> Those dastardly Viking raiders came out in the course of the distraction. Valhalla attacked Maxine Dupree from the from behind, and they stole the jacket. <sighs> and then Otis yelled, "That's her jacket, you animal!" <laughs> this is real cinema. You can keep your bloodline Martin Scorsese drama. I want Legally Blonde. This is what's going on, and this is why I'll be seeing Barbie on day one That's and not what Oppenheimer. I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> We're all here for it. This, this, oh, this is cinema. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful so, stuff. So good. 
I was thoroughly entertained by all yeah. of this. I was thoroughly entertained by all six people in this. They're doing a Vikings rules match next week. What does that mean? I think I think they've done Viking rules matches before. I can't before, remember. But I, I'm delighted for it. I want to see more of this on TV. Give them a big SummerSlam spot. There's your yes. event right there. Well, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I want a big SummerSlam match for yeah. this. I think, I think an early SummerSlam match would really, I think, would pop the crowd in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm doing a lot of spoilers for uh, the three counts that will be released this coming Friday. But my 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 big thing is when the Alpha Academy pick up the win, Chad Gable, in all of the excitement, accidentally kisses Maxine and realizes what he's done and has like a proper oops moment where he was Maxine surprised, Otis standing there, shocked, shocked at coach, and he fades away. Oh, I don't want them to break up, Luke. I mean, I don't want this act to break up either, but I, I feel like we're heading for a love triangle here. Do you here. know what I do want? I do want their next opponents after the Viking Raiders to be maximum male models with a new model. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have just been dropped from this story. And there's plenty of people. Call up Tiffany Stratton. Um, we had Shayna Baszler uh, very quickly tapping out Emma. Lol, sucks to be Emma, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then Ronda came out and brawled with Shayna. And this week it was Ronda that stood tall. I think this week uh, it was like, since she's on the way out, I think they're going to have a decent match. I think Ronda got in a decent little drag in there. And I think she's had a, a non existent run this time around. Mm. So since she's got, if she's, I mean, that's what she's going, we, we believe. So. I think it's enough to pull out something really special for her last match because I think it will be. I don't know if she'll come back again. Ronda Shane. I think I think Ronda will come back. Again. Do you think? I think Ronda will tease UFC runs, mm. but will eventually go back to WWE. If 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 not, give us a good match with Shayna, and I yeah. think they can deliver it and put her over as well, yeah, which yeah, I think she will do. Um, Cody came out for his promo um, to say that hey, look, we're selling out every show that we're in, which is true. Yep. And he talks about that. Uh, well, he's feeding with Brock. So he talked about Brock, and then he wants a match with Brock at SummerSlam. Yep. This this is a segment. That weekly a, segment. That a, this is a weekly segment, and it only ever really moves forward if Brock is there. It does, yeah. And when Brock isn't there, it's just... Well, it's just the same Cody promo. Well, I think it's tricky because we know it's coming, right? It makes sense to us because we've been watching and, wrestling and for so long. And he told us. And he told us. But like... Four weeks ago that that's, that's what we were going to be doing. Yeah. So we know... We know it's happening, so it's boring to wait for it to happen. And as a result, what I'm now saying is I want I need I need a stipulation for this rubber match. I think it's Fight Pit. I was gonna say Steel Cage, Fight Pit works as well. What's Fight Pit I don't know if Fight Pit works in a giant stadium. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Steel Cage might be more yeah. uh, au fait for that. But I, I want that. And also Cody bloody loves a steel cage. He bloody loves it. Loves Caged him. animal, you can say cage beast, all of that stuff. Um my funny thing about this particular segment was that he he talked about finishing this chapter. And I appreciate that because that is is bringing us down to micro levels, yeah. right? So we've got to finish the story, but you have to finish the chapter. So I want his next view to be like, finish the sentence. <laughs> and I think this chapter is we're going on a bear hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go over well, it. He, did, he said he goes like, there's a mountain in my, in my way. You'll know his name is Brock Lesnar. I've tried to go around him. I've tried to go under him. I've tried to go over him. Oh no, we've got to go through him. And so I, I did write for my editor review. We're going on a Brock hunt. Nice. But um, ah, I was good short for time. Yeah. Uh, we then got The Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa in a no DQ match that was filled with modern day fans chanting for tables 90 seconds in. Mm. So, but they did the good heels. What do you mean by modern day fans? Well, 
Attitude Era fans chanted it as the Dudley Boys because it was their gimmick. Now there's a match where there's a possibility for tables. We chant it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, there was, But they did the good heel spot. If you're going to have a crowd, and you're always going to have a crowd, chanting for tables 90 seconds into a no DQ match, you can have great heel moments here where the babyface gets the table out, the heel stops them, and then the heel puts the table back in. It's simple economics. And The Miz does it very well, doesn't he? Well, I, I think it was backup hangman. Uh, so yes or no question. Does he do it well? What, playing it as a very... Does The Miz as, do as, his as, job as, very well? Does The Miz do his... Yes. Thank you. He, <laughs> he... Move on. Thanks for watching the show, everybody. We're doing it on purpose. They'll think we're actually... <laughs> <laughs> yes he is very good at being a bog standard heel thank you that's all i wanted <laughs> so it was backup hangman i think it was backup hangman on tour i apologize if it was not uh said that the miss is on a career high of five good tv matches <laughs> in <a> calendar year <laughs> um you know, they, they hit each other with plunder and it was very fun. And like there was a, a Tomas Champa did like his running knees into the corner with the trash can that was also fun. Mm -hmm. They did an air raid crash through the table. Oh. That was fun. Yeah. yeah this, this was, you know, good fun stuff. It was a really decent match. And, I, I, I had a laugh with it. And as Tommaso Champa was getting the pin, Bronson Reed pulls Tommaso Champa out of the ring, beats him up, hits the tsunami, and the Miz pins him. And they were doing their darndest on commentary to make it feel like, oh, well, this is what always happens. Bronson Reed's always a hired gun. He's always available to the highest bidder. It's only happened twice since he's come back, one of which was when he came back in December of last year, and now here, seven months later. So who did he come and help out seven months it ago? It was the Miz, which was paid off into nothing. <laughs> Long term <laughs> no, story. No, 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 Dan. <laughs> no, no, Dan. There is a difference between long term story and a story that takes a long time to tell. <laughs> or, started telling or, it then, or forgotten characters <laughs> that you just bring back. Yeah, I did. It was an odd one, um, and I did. I was watching it next to you. <laughs> you laughed. I did. It was so stupid. I, I, well, I think because I was happy to see Bronson Reed. I was, I was expecting this to be the pin. But then for you to, um, I, yeah, I, I think I just grabbed you and I was like, He's, they remembered seven <laughs> months. Seven months ago. Yeah, they remembered it. Um, I had to go to Wikipedia to double check. Yeah. I was like, when did they last do this? Yeah. And it was seven months ago. I mean, look, they remembered whatever. It's, it's, it's at the very least a level of uh, consistency. Champa coming back and taking on The Miz makes sense narratively. Bronson Reed had that brief hired gun moment with The Miz. Makes sense enough because we are looking for a way to bring back Johnny Gargano and have DIY. And so it turns out that the Miz Card Vortex has a tag team division as well. I, I'm going to, okay, do you know what I'm going to do? Please. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there was a better pitch made for oh, the DIY reunion. I think so too. I guarantee you there was a much better pitch made for the DIY reunion yeah. that Vince changed and this is what we got instead. Well, we can pinpoint exactly when it was because it was the night of Champa's return because the he was supposed to take version. on. Were, you, were we doing the show? The we did week? the show. We speculated that it might be Johnny Gargan that would answer it. We had confirmation that it was in fact supposed to be Champa answering the open challenge. Did we have confirmation on that? Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful, and then it was it was elsewhere as well, was that that was originally the plan. And then Vince came in and ripped everything up. Mm. And so that's why the open challenge got banted off. Because apparently there was a... Um, I, I'm now... I'm 95% I'm, I'm 
aggregating this correctly, but um, there was a plan. Yeah, I, double check me. I, I'm pretty sure that there was a plan in place, and actually they had a, a finish to the match that everyone was really happy with, and then it because uh, Gargano was backstage in Cleveland. He wasn't. Was he he tweeted out that he was backstage yeah. in the building. The, 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 I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. The plan was for Champa to take on Rollins, and then they had a finish all worked out. They were all very happy with the match. Then Vince came in and ripped it up, and it made a lot of people very angry. So that's why we got Champa coming back against them. Because we got re that was that was the episode with the very messy first half hour. Yeah, and they did the Finn attacking um, Rollins stuff instead. So well, yeah, I, I I don't know, but I was I. But that's the I think I think that's where the DIY thing was yes. going to come from. Yeah, I I will we'll, we'll certainly see. I, I I don't recall that being the actual sort of uh, confirmed reports. I thought it was just more speculation than it was anything else. Uh, but I might be wrong on that one. But anyway, uh, I thought this was hilarious that it was Bronson Reed uh, helping out the Miz here. Uh, I think this is a pretty Bang. lame way of doing it. Right there, Dan Layton, the truth. Does my research. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, and Tony so was listening to TBA versus was, uh, changed to have Rollins attack Champa and face the Miz. That's where it was changed to. Yes. So originally it was supposed to be Champa taking on Seth Rollins, and I believe that's where we were going to start to get the seeds of DIY. Yeah. There, said, there, there has been an uh, no, it says there has been an internal plan to reunite Champa and Gargano, and Gargano was backstage, but he wasn't planned for the show right. by the time it rolled around. So what's saying it was but just Champa? Champa was, Champa gonna was gonna do the open challenge, but it wasn't yeah. guaranteed it hasn't been reported that it was going to be the A DIY, DIY reunion, reunion that night. But I believe that it would have been somewhere around. I that's what I that figured. Story. That's kind of where I was going with my I guarantee. Yes. There is and gonna be right. a report yeah. where that is there was a better pitch made. Yeah. Um but anyway, so uh yeah, I think this is a pretty lame way of getting to a DIY reunion. But at least we get a DIY reunion. Mm. So there is that. Liv and Raquel were hanging out backstage and Green and Deville were having a chat with them about mm -hmm. their tag match next week. Well, I do think they're going to win the titles. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, because Rhea Ripley walked up to Raquel to tell her to stay out of my singles business. You do your little tag thing here. Well, she said, like, you got into my business at strike one and then you get into my thing at strike two. Third strike and you're out. And Chelsea Green goes up behind Ripley and goes, basketball. <laughs> Chelsea Green stealing my gimmicks. <laughs> Look, Chelsea Green, I think you're a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous wrestler and a tremendous talent. But do not steal my gags. <laughs> I, I implore you, do not steal my material. This is my bread and butter, thank you very much. It's all much. he's got. This is all I have. I'm not a funny person. <laughs> Uh, and it led to Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green beating Kate and Carter and the other one. Um, it seemed rather redundant because they beat them last week and the crowd reacted to this accordingly and they won quickly. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, just checking whether or not Recovered Rodriguez was a, a Raw superstar because... Uh, yeah, they got drafted to Raw. I couldn't remember if they got drafted to Raw or SmackDown, but yeah, she'll be taking on Rhea, I think, is what's yeah. likely to come next. Um, I... This I don't know why this we I hated the tag team turmoil match last week. It was so bad, like from a booking perspective. Mm. The final two decent, but the 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 match as a whole was just a complete and utter slobber knocker. Not a slobber knocker, a Bollinger Ogre s mm. show. Um, but here, so this this should have been the 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 championship opportunity. Um, at the very least, we have teams who have joint entrances now. Uh, Dan was very excited about this in the office. I, I just need tag teams to come out together. The only ones I'm allowing are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because they both have the best teams in the business. Sorry, Cody. But um, I think having the, the Sony Deville and Chelsea Green... The, I talked about this around the draft. I wanted the tag division to have some form of oomph behind it. We've got the party girls who have got their little spray going on now, so they've tried to amp their entrance up a little bit. We've got uh, Sonya and Chelsea. They both have the same... 
um, entrance thing, Liv and Raquel coming out to one of their music, but they have Liv and Raquel. That works for me. We're the, getting the, tag teams. The board, like the broad stroke basics. Of, oh, it is a screen with their names written on it. Do you know what? I, but but it, it is basic stuff, but at least it's happening. It means that the tag division is being given some energy. And I think the Karens should win it because they are a proper full on tag teams. And I would like to see what they do. And I think Raquel versus Rhea is a great SummerSlam match. I think there's a great opportunity you can have here. Uh, I didn't pick up on this. A shout out to Alex Queen of the Ring who highlighted this. But Sonny Deville and Chelsea Green's entrance is, you know, it says Sonny Deville and Chelsea Green. On one side is Sonny Deville in her suit attire. Yes. And on the other side is Chelsea Green dressed as Chelsea Green. Yes. And Alex Queen of the Ring said, it's Oppenheimer and Barbie. <laughs> it is. That's so funny. Um, anyway, they they won. And then uh, backstage, Saxton interviewed Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle, where they were like, bro buddy yeah, so they're they gonna were, go they party with were. each other and i was like you're not elias or brandy orton they did the same thing last week the exact same thing so their new gimmick is uh winning matches or making a big statement and they're going we're in local area shall we go and eat local cuisine um it's AEW fight forever <laughs> the road to elite mode <laughs> uh and then the main event we've already talked about which was the trios match mm. uh so yeah i um I was going to be Riddle versus Gunther next week with Imperium Bard from ringside. You called him Ludwig. Ludwig and Gio Vinci. Great. Good luck. Good luck at comedy there. Three out of five episode. Yeah, we, I mean, I generally really liked it. I think it was not uh, anything to massively write home about, but I think there was a lot of little stuff that I really liked. Some decent matches. So yeah, three out of five. Good yeah, it, it's funny. There was someone in the, the, the chat before we went on air that said like, oh, I don't know why Luke hated this episode. I thought it was really good. And I was like, I don't know how people thought I hated this episode. I thought it was, I gave it three out of five. Like, three, three is above average. Three is above average. It is a good score. This is another, it's a standard good episode of Triple H era Monday mm. Night Raw. Yeah. Nothing, it was yeah. it, and, and actually I'd say it's better than normal because often it can look quite bland TV where there's not a level of cons consistency at least there wasn't me forward here I think there was consistency here. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Become one of our pledge hammers over there to get exclusive cool content. Like uh, tomorrow, it will be WrestleTalk Behind the Scenes podcast. The week after that will be WrestleTalk After Dark. And then the week after that, Ollie Davis and I reviewing TNA Victory Road 2009, our third straight TNA show from the same time period, no less. And here's the one with Jenna Marasco versus Sharmel, the minus five-star match. I'm very, very excited to be reviewing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've got other great content over there. Uncut versions of our No Holds Board series. Go and see Dan in full length of time make his great blunder on, uh, tel not telestrations, on... At wavelength. Wavelength. Yeah. Look, I, I made a mistake. I tried to play the room and I read the room basically just completely wrong. We've got herd mentality going over there. We've actually got new episodes yeah. of No Holds Board coming very, very soon. So there'll be uncut versions of those going up as well. So head sort on over to producer Rich editing them before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we well we feel I only I'm only on one episode this yeah. time around. Well, we we had to come and do our we did, yeah. weekly appointment with you lot. We came to spend time with you guys there instead. You yeah. But yeah, so head on over to patreon.com forward slash rust talk. If you're one of our twenty-five dollar and above Patreon pledge channels, you get your name read out on this fine show like these fine folks, the WrestleTalks personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. 
Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. John Jenkinson, son of Jenker. Jordan Mother F in Hawksworth. The singing luchador, Joseph Santana. The voice of the ring, Josh Roberts. Breaking news, Justin Edelheit. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Up above and Keith below. Stella Keller O'Brien. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. And pick him up, Lutzbun. Thank you very much. That is our Hall of Fame class for the 11th of July, 2023. Thank you all so much. Head on to patreon.com forward slash rest talk to get involved. Right, let's head into the rest of your Ultranats and see what you had to say about this episode of Monday Night Raw. And we're kicking things off with Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Clearly an ACDC fan who says, hopefully this hasn't been said already. Heading to work, we'll catch up later. Anyway, I hope the WWE isn't trying to fast track a breakup angle with the Judgment Day and Imperium because it's working so well with the Bloodline. I don't think those are connected. Well, it's, I mean, it is a thing of that thing works, let's do it again. Um, but I think, I, I think it's more... It, it does make sense narratively with the, just, the Judgment Day than it does with Imperium. For yeah. instance, so. uh, RDP123 says, Hey lads, I was catching up on AEW review last week and Luke guessed it'll be MJF and AC versus Darby and OC in the final. My fancy booking would be that they finally hit the double clothesline spot only for Cole to lift up Darby and hit the back, the side headlock takeover for the 1-2-3. That's a very fun little finish. Oh, it's, it's funny how many sort of faction-y, tag team-y odd couple of stuff is going on at the moment in wrestling as a whole yeah yeah no i, I really like the 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 side headlock take everything i think is yeah. an excellent little addition to that but really for me it is all about that double clothesline spot i can't wait for <laughs> charles berg said i've been searching for the funniest thing in wrestling and i found it jericho announcing the participants in the cruiserweight battle royal in wcw with such gems as this is silver king if he wins 12 more matches he'll be upgraded to golden king jericho doing stuff in wcw because he wasn't allowed to do it, it is always a gold mine. Yeah. For me, it's the it's the armbar. Yeah, sort. man of a thousand four holes. Yeah, he is the man of a thousand holes. Well, I'm the man of a thousand and four holes, and here they all are. Yeah, uh, just very funny stuff. Aaron Hanrahan has been in Memberg for 22 months in a row. Said, "Hey guys, just want to say that I was at Money in the Bank and the crowd was so good. Watched your live stream reaction and it looked so much fun. Albeit all in, and I am buzzing." <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Darren here says, you know when the shirt with the rest of beer names is going to be available? I will ask uh, Randy Andy Datsun uh, <laughs> on that one. See if he's got any answer to that because he is leading up the merch stuff. And Kevin here says, thank you to and Pete for the great work on the MyGM live stream yesterday. Luke being more creative with his insults towards Triple H was fun and helped me go through the almost two hour train ride home. Jam that jam. Well, the two hour train is, uh, is about the peak for me on train train times it's a bit too much for you after that i've done three hours before and i did not like it i mean like I, you had to get trains up to the northwest well, so I, yeah. those are like yeah those are your, your four or five hour ones with a little stop over in birmingham maybe oh, get to like get it. to get to new street and it's like well gotta wait another hour before my train they cost too much money but the ones to manage at the very least are about an hour 50 so yeah you know it's, it's expensive too expensive it's, it's, 
prohibitively expensive. It's cheaper to fly. And that's nonsense. It is cheaper to fly. And that is nonsense. Yeah. Maybe we should nationalize them. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that is, in fact, all of our Ultra Chats for this show. Please go and watch that uh, MyGM live stream that yes. we did yesterday. It was a great and fun time. I had a great time. I have been thinking about a lot of my choices over the past 12 hours, mm. and I regret most of them. So, um, uh, and I really did like have a moment. I was walking to the station today and I was listening to a podcast, but I wasn't really taking much of what... busy. Thinking. I was too busy going, like, oh, I should have done that. What's one of them? Give us one. I should have bought the stadium. Should have bought the stadium. Yeah. And you don't have to book it straight away. No, I know. But, and I, funny enough, I made that exact same mistake in, mm. uh, in season two. Okay. But I, I panic. But at least, at the very least, Pete didn't. So you're, yeah. you're an even keel there. But like, it's honestly that time. I know I bring it up, but it, it makes me, it panics me. It is. I did also feel for the first time in the room watching you guys do it live. The live element of it is a bit like, you know, yeah. you never know. I have no idea if the stream's actually running because we don't have a production. There's a lot there. going on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, panicked and I made it. Mm. I made it some errors. But um, hey, that's what next week is all about. We've got five more, five more weeks of uh, my GM to, to solve week, it. Next week is the comeback, man. And I believe in you. Thank you, bud. You're welcome. So you go and check that out over on Parts Fun Known. And we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. And then on Saturday, the SmackDown review. Monday will be Collision. And then we're heading towards SummerSlam. Oh my God, it's so close. I know, it's real close, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.